Blog Talk Radio. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. What do those words mean to you? To me, they say, thank you, America, for your strength, your courage, and for our freedom, which has been a beacon to the world for 200 years. Of the United States of America. Whose bright stars are 50 states, each bearing its own stamp of individuality. People. 200 million strong people who have come to her from all corners of the earth. And to the Republic for Richard Stanton. A land of laws and an ingenious system of checks and balances that allows no man to become a tyrant and lets no group prevail if their power is not tempered with a real concern for the government. A land where the right of dissent and free speech is jealously guarded. For the ballot box is the sword, and the people its wielder. One nation under God. A land where freedom of worship is a cornerstone of her being. A land graced with temples and churches, synagogues and altars that rise in profusion to embrace all the religions of the world. A land forged by the hot steel and raw courage, and formed forever the awful crucible of civil war. With liberty. Her man in pursuit of an honest life will not be denied his chance. Where her citizens move freely within her vast borders without hindrance or fear. A land brimming with opportunity. Where freedom of choice is the guideline for all. And justice. The courts of our land are open to all. Its wheels of justice grind for all causes, all people. They look to every avenue for justice, every concern of the law, and they temper their reasoning with mercy for all.
So the reason Key said that Jesus Christ wouldn't vote for Barack Obama was because of Obama's fanatical support of abortion to the point of condoning infanticide. You can't handle the truth. Political correctness gone wild. These aren't really good reasons to suggest that he's scared, only that he's stupid. What is your major malfunction, nuts? You are cock-blocking. You are in the way. <laughs> I'm looking into trying to get a rooster that doesn't crow. Are you going to trust me or your lying eyes? Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. You know, I believe in the principle that you pay as you go. <laughs> Obama was, in the words of... Louis Farrakhan, she elected before he was elected. There's a rhyme in there somewhere. Why so serious? I laugh out loud with glee. At every opportunity, I'm standing in the grocery line. Ha 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 I'm uh, doing the laundry. Oh, I'm walking the dog. <laughs> I was napping. I went. <laughs> and it's all because of the news today. Does anybody really know what time it is? Does anybody really care? This is David Graham of Stay Mad Radio. You're listening to Dr. C. Robert Jones and the Situation Report every weekday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. All right. Good good evening, folks, and welcome. Welcome to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Uh, today's, day, <laughs> today's date is August 2nd. Um, in 2012, beautiful old town Alexandria is where I am, the United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Um, in the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah, I know, it's true. I haven't taken an actual drink, not a real drink, in um, almost five years. But here's the thing. You know, every once in a while I get a glass of wine if I'm at some function or another. And, you know, I'll hold the wine, maybe take a sip here and there. But I kind of like to be at my best mentally, you know, as I can be, as anyone can be, without the... Um, without being uh, encumbered by, uh, you know, drink. So, um, anyway, it was a couple hours before showtime, and I'm sitting here in my uh, my home office and uh, playing a little bit of um, you know, Rod Stewart's uh, Great American Songbook. I posted a couple of the tunes on, the, um, on uh, Facebook just a short while ago. So I'm sitting here. And, uh, you know, just kind of listening to uh, these foolish things and uh, I'll be seeing you and what a wonderful world, you know. And, uh, you know, uh, Rod does a really good job, you know, with these songs and it's very romantic. And so I'm just kind of sitting here and it's really dark in here except for the computer screens right now. So I was looking across at the... uh, 
you know, at the bar. Got one in here, you know, for you know when the white folks come over. Got to have a... Well, so uh, I got the libations over there, which I don't touch. You know, I got I got a whole I got a I got a whole bar set up. You could you could stock an actual bar with all the goodies I've got over there. And um, so I just kind of looked over and just kind of stared at the the booze over there, and then just listening to um, these foolish things, and kind of took a hard look at the bar and. Gave a little Clint Eastwood-style squint and eh, said, what the hell. So I went over to the bar and I got uh, some stuff that I uh, that I bought while I was on a cruise in April. It's called Ponche Cuba. Uh, you know, it's that creamy stuff. You know, it tastes kind of sweet, you know, and it's really thick. So I poured some of it over ice. You're supposed to have it with something else, but I just kind of poured some of this stuff over over ice. And it's not like I I was drinking like uh, rum or anything. But so I had I had some of this. I poured it in a glass and I started drinking it while I was listening to Rod, you know, sing along. And uh, the next thing you know, boom! You know the songs were done and it's showtime. One 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 last song came on though. Um, yeah. Uh, Gilbert o- O'Sullivan's uh, Alone Again, uh, naturally. I'm a big fan of Gilbert O'Sullivan, um, his song. So I was listening to the original version, the original version, which is uh, a lot nicer than the radio edit. So listening to the original version, I thought, oh, it's, you know, a little nostalgic there you know, from when I was a kid. And I was listening to Gilbert. I was a really geeky kid. Especially for a black kid. I was just really, really, really geeky. So listening to Gilbert was what I used to do. So anyway, um, after that song played, it was nearly showtime. But then I looked on YouTube for some of uh, Gilbert's other songs. And I saw an updated version of uh, Alone Again, naturally, by um, by Gilbert. And I listened to it just before showtime. And I found the oddest thing. The, the 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 word gay is out. It's out of there. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't use the word gay. You know, for example, looking back over the years, whenever a sad tear appears, I remember I cried when my father died, never wishing to hide the tears. Okay, but before that, it was I was cheerful, bright, and. And then the gay part comes out. The original song says, It was cheerful, bright, and gay. Looking forward to who wouldn't do the words I was about to say. You know, that kind of thing. But, okay, so now the origin, the new version, the gay part's been edited out. He doesn't even say that. It's not like it's edited out. He doesn't say it. wonder what happened there. Do you just not want to use the the word gay? But, hey, okay, so enough of that. Um, the Chick Fil A thing yesterday was great. We did a great job. I passed out a lot of, lot of chicken, eat more chicken, and I tell you what, it was fantastic. My main man Caden uh, gave me a, um, gave me a, an assignment to take to do for Chick Fil A. We're going to go out again tomorrow, for uh, you know to uh, counter the uh, the kiss in, 
And uh, But uh, it's going to be really cool. We're going to have a great time. So, hey, go on out and support Chick-fil-A. It's going to be great. By the way, uh, while we're at it, Southern Sense's show tomorrow is going to be really great. Please do tune in. It's at 2 o'clock. Uh, I'm looking at a picture here uh, on Blog Talk Radio of my girl Janice Ian. Love Janice Ian. She's gay, too. But, hey, that's not the point. At 17 was a really cool song, and I dug it. I dug it the most. So, um, you know, because even though at 17, when she was, when that song came out, you know, as as a, as a 16-year-old, I kind of thought that uh, she was singing that song about me, you know? Because <laughs> uh, even though, like, I think it was for a girl, but nevertheless, don't pay attention to anything I'm saying if it doesn't make sense, because... I have an excuse. I've been drinking this fruity tropical uh, Ponce Cuba, creme de la creme, creme stuff over ice. And I am a little tipsy. Just a little. Just a little. But hey, it's a good way to be because today, you know, I start the weekend on Thursdays. Now, uh, Jonathan uh, Chante. That's C-H-A-I-T, Chant. He is um, apparently a a member of the mainstream media. Anyway, he reacts, uh, he has just, he has reacted as liberals always do when conservative arguments prove effective. Um, Why is Obama's, um, you didn't build that speech hurting Obama? Folks, black folks in the community and liberals are answering that question. Racism. Racism is at the heart of you didn't build that and the backlash as a result of that. I told you many times before, we've talked about it, how a lot of my uh, black uh, acquaintances are pointing to the dis. the uh the the non interest in Obama, the fact that there's a backlash against his policies as being nothing more than racism. Racism is at the heart of Obama's um uh dwindling poll numbers. Even though earlier today it uh you know it uh, it seems as though he's opened up a, a pretty good lead in the Pew poll um against uh, Mitt Romney, which has me a little worried. The entire key to the rise of the Republican Party, here's a quote. Here's a quote from uh, Jonathan. The entire key to the rise of the Republican Party from the mid-60s to the 90s was that white Americans came to see the Democrats as taking money from the hard-working white middle class and giving it to lazy black, the lazy black underclass. Reactivating that frame is still uh, in the most uh, mortal threat to the Democrats and to Obama. That is why Obama is reacting so urgently to reestablish himself. I guess that there's an end to that quote. In essence, people like uh, Chante believe that their own views, their own views to be so morally, morally uh, obligatory that you cannot prefer personal responsibility to redistribution and handouts without thereby manifesting a, a negative attitude. A negative attitude to certain groups, stereotypically to the receiving end of the same, i.e., 
taking from the rich white folks and giving to the uh, the poor folks. What Janet is really saying is that if you don't like welfare, you hate Negroes, you hate blacks or African Americans or whatever the hell we're calling ourselves these days. Which really, if you think about it, is a perspective less than complimentary to blacks or African Americans, who then really is the racist. Whenever I hear these racist remarks from black folks saying that if we don't like welfare, then you hate blacks or poor people, it just it, it does a serious disservice. A serious disservice to to African Americans or blacks everywhere, you know, whatever you decide to, whatever whatever moniker you decide to use. Now, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a short break. We're gonna come right back, and then we get right into the topic of the day. By the way, the call-in number is three four seven eight eight four eighty five hundred. You are listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host. Dr. C. Robert Jones. We'll be right back. Out of respect, they gave him the Nobel Peace Prize without him doing anything, and he took it. He changed health care for millions of Americans, even though they liked what they had. He says he will tell Iran to quit making nukes, and they will stop, because he is just that good. To him, the Supreme Court is nothing but an unelected group of people. You want president? He is the president. He picked Joe Biden to be his vice president just to show that he doesn't really need one. He wants us to believe no one else in America would have made the Bin Laden call. He is the most arrogant man in the world. (laughs) I ultimately get what I want. Stay ignorant, my friend. In the classrooms of America, there your children's lives will be shaped. We have the power to shape the civilization that we want. Everyone gets a fair shot. When everyone does their fair share, we have a higher calling than greed and bravado. Personal freedoms being abused, you have to move the limit. This can't be right. There's something wrong with this picture. Everything I was hearing was wrong. Dead wrong. Our message is the better message. Free markets, the greatest collective enterprise in the history of humanity. It is the only system that creates wealth for the most people. No other system can, no other system will. The free market is the only thing that allows the individual to be who he or she is meant to be. Free market is morally superior because they acknowledge private property that is peaceable voluntary exchange. There's this huge connection between economic freedom and political freedom. The whole American dream has been based on the idea that if you do work hard, if you play by the rules, that's how you get ahead. That's what the founding fathers intended for this country. Make the moral case for free market capitalism. The American individual entrepreneur, those free market job creators and wealth creators who give us the future that we have, who are the bedrock of economic success in this country. It unleashes your spirit. It allows you to go out and innovate and create. Never before in human existence 
and such a confluence of events occurred and created such a magnificent country. This is the one time in your life where you actually get to have these kind of first principle philosophical arguments. No holds barred. Here are the 300 at Thermopylae. And that's a great fight. And you get to have that fight. Wow. Okay, welcome back to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I have, I'm just coming out of my drunk now. And so I think I'm ready to go. <laughs> I think I'm ready to go for the, for the last uh, 40, 45 minutes of the show. Okay, all right, okay. Uh, 39 minutes. Okay, so here we go. Uh, earlier today, <laughs> Rush Limbaugh, my main man, Rush Limbaugh, came out. He, he received a phone call um, stating that uh, yeah, from, from someone who attended Harvard with Barack Hussein Obama, who and who, uh, well, I'll let Rush explain it to you. It is hilarious and fascinating. Please do listen to Rush Limbaugh. Folks, I just got a phone call in the break. And you know, I don't, I don't talk on the phone much, but I was told you've got to take this phone call. I said, I won't want to take the phone. I don't talk on the phone. I can't. You've got to take the phone call. I said, okay. Two and a half minutes. I got on the phone. Somebody, I don't know, never they said they went to school with Barack Obama at Harvard. And the guy told me that Obama got the lowest grades that any Harvard graduate ever got, and that a bunch of professors gave him B's and C's when he didn't even show up to class. And then he hung up. Now, this guy from Harvard said that Obama, lowest grades anybody ever got at Harvard, had professors that covered for him and he wasn't even there. I said... Can you show me any proof of this? No, 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 no. Hung up the phone. It took, it took all of a minute. I'm corroborating it now. I'm telling you now. So I am calling on Barack Obama to release his Harvard transcripts. Based on this, I got a call. I got a call from a guy at Harvard who claimed that Obama's got the lowest grades, anybody who went there and didn't even go to class sometimes, and the professors covered for him. I, I, well, I, it's up to Obama to prove it. The allegations out there. It's up to Obama to. I got this call from Harvard, and the guy said he sounded smart said he went to Harvard, he knew enough to get, to call a phone number that would get to me, this guy found a way to get to me, he, he said, Rush, this guy got the lowest grade that anybody ever got at Harvard, and he didn't even go to class a lot of times, and he got B's and C's, so, the allegations out there. I think, I no. The, what do you mean the burden is on me to prove? I don't have to prove anything here. 
Look, the burden is on Obama. He's the one that I've alleged got the worst grades in the history of Harvard. It's up to Obama to prove this. It's up to Obama. So we need the transcripts. And while we're at it, I wonder if I could get a call from somebody at Occidental. And maybe I'll get a call from somebody at Columbia. And maybe I'll get a call from somebody that attended an Obama lecture on the Constitution at the University of Chicago, who will tell me that he never even taught the Constitution. What he taught was subverting it, overthrowing it, according to the way Saul Alinsky said to do it. But there it is. Lowest grades ever in Harvard never went to class. Well, didn't a lot of times got covered for by the prof. I got a call. I think that's hilarious. Uh, I was listening to Rush's show earlier today, which I have done, you know, most uh, as much as I could since uh, 1998. I'm a big fan of Rush Limbaugh's. But uh, I don't know about that call. That sounded just a little um, odd to me. The guy just said that and then hung up. There's no, uh, no corroboration, no proof. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what what's going on with that. Rush has been known to, um, you know, uh, demonstrate absurdity by being absurd, and um, but I don't know. I don't know. Uh, okay, I'm not sure what's been going on these last few days. I just got on the Chick Fil A bandwagon a couple of days ago. But liberals are going crazy over this Chick-fil-A thing. Now, the owner, CEO of uh, Chick-fil-A has stated that he prefers marriage between a man and a woman. Traditional marriage. He didn't say that he, he didn't, uh, that he was against gay marriage. He said he preferred marriage between a man and a woman. He didn't come out against it. He didn't come out and say what I would say. You know? But, apparently there's this major backlash against Chick-fil-A from some um, dunderheaded uh, mayors and city officials, and now folks are all up in arms, even though, even though we... The people are standing up for Chick-fil-A. You know, it, it's a matter of principle. Be able to say, just because you're the head of a large company doesn't mean that you don't have the right to free speech and to voice your opinion. But Mike Malloy has said some crazy things. I can't... You, you, will, you will be... You'll be beside yourself when you hear what this clown has to say. Check it out. Mike Huckabee, this Rupert Murdoch Care broadcast thug, declared today to be Chick-fil-A Appreciation Day. When in your lifetime, boys and girls, have you ever shown your appreciation to a company whose president stands for bigotry, hate, contempt, lies, 
Religious nonsense. Well, Mike, I didn't say any of that. I just said, now shut up and sit down. Yes, you did say that. Ah. Huckabee urged Americans to show their appreciation for this bigotry with their wallets. Yes, God damn it, down with the queers. Ain't no queer ever going to get married in America. Buy a chicken sandwich. <laughs> this is insanity. This is crazy. This is, this is, the inmates have burst out of the, the asylum. Give me a chicken sandwich in the name of Jesus. Give me a chicken sandwich to stop the queers. Give me a chicken sandwich uh, to let the world know that I, I think uh, uh, I'm my own heart attack. Uh, give me a chicken sandwich because queers shouldn't get married. Give me some waffle fries. Give me one of them pizza. I love milkshakes. waffle fries. Amen, by God, amen. Ain't no queer ever going to get married as long as I can buy a chicken sandwich. You morons. You thick-headed, idiotic morons. Oh, my God. Some people lined up in the summer heat. Lines all around the building to get inside a store while others waited in cars as far as the eye could see for a chance to place their order at the drive through window. Hi, I'm a lard ass, and I'm here to stop the queers. Give me two chicken sandwiches. I'm going to eat here every day till either I die or we have a defense of marriage act. God damn it, marriage is under a, a, assault here. Give me a chicken sandwich. Give me another one. Dumbassery at its peak. People lined up to buy chicken sandwiches. Oh. All right, and we're back with the C. Robert Jones situation report. That was somebody named Mike Malloy who uh, who broadcast a uh, a radio show somewhere here in America. What uh, what strikes me about all that he was saying uh, was that he he seems to be agitated for virtually no reason whatsoever. I don't I don't understand the reason for his annoyance. When a CEO of a company says that in a radio interview that he is for traditional marriage, uh, that between a man and a woman, and that's pretty much all he said on the subject. Thus, uh, mayors in uh, several cities, a couple of cities rather, uh, have uh, and, and, and gay rights groups have uh, attacked him and his company. They've attacked Chick-fil-A. They've attacked him personally. The mayor of Chicago said that... Uh, you know, the, the CEO's uh, values don't represent Chicago's values. So the mayor of the city of Chicago, Rahm Emanuel, speaks for Chicago and our moral values? No, he doesn't, but he did. He he, he thought he did. 
And then he suggested that there won't be any more Chick-fil-A's opening up in the city. So who was there an attack on? So what's occurred was we as uh, citizens uh, have a right to support um, the point of view of the CEO of Chick-fil-A and to support the company. And that's exactly what we did. So why is this man so angry? I mean, he was just beside himself and and there was all sorts of name-calling and yelling and screaming. One wonders why, you know, when this sort of thing occurs, that God just don't uh, keel over. You know? That was, uh, he was just, uh, he, 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 uh, he, he crossed the line. It's just simple support for the company and the mayor. We like the chicken. We do. We like the we like the values. Why not stand up for those values? And like Mike Huckabee said earlier today on Fox and Friends, there's going to be a kiss in at most Chick Fil A's uh, or at some uh, tomorrow. And uh, gay folks are going to go into Chick Fil A's and they're going to sit down. I guess they're going to have a meal and they're going to be you know slobbing all over each other and. And Mike Huckabee said, uh, and I agree, that uh, it, that's fine. Go on into Chick-fil-A and, you know, kiss each other passionately, if you will, as long as you're doing so in an orderly fashion and uh, you're not, uh, you know, inhibiting anyone else's, uh, you know, um, movements uh, to get, you know, get some, uh, get some chow, some of that good food. It's all good. If they be, if gays believe that uh, their cause will be advanced by two guys kissing two guys and two girls kissing two girls or two girls and one guy and one guy and two, hey, go right ahead. Just as long as I can, you know, maneuver my way through the line to get my chicken sandwich. Go right ahead. You see, I'm I, when when Obama said I'm struck by people who believe that they started bit I'm struck by this. The fact that liberals seem to think that, uh, you know, it's all good, you know, as long as you agree with me. You know, but once you don't agree with my point of view, then the whole tolerance thing, that goes out the window. But liberals say we should be tolerant. We should all be tolerant of, of another person. We sh- there should be diversity that, um, you know, people should think the way they want and be who they are and, you know, just do it and be whatever you want to be unless unless you don't agree with them. If you have a different point of view, then, you know, that's out of order. Then you're some sort of a, a wacko. You're, 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 you're out there where the buses don't run. Apparently. So I find I find that the, the guy's behavior was, uh, you know, out of line. I, I think he was completely out of line. Now, there's the black pastor who flips out and, and lets loose on Obama and hails Bush. What's going to happen to him? On the Today Show... 
president uh, of the Coalition of African American Pastors, Reverend Bill Owens, had harsh words for President Obama over his new stance on gay marriage. The Reverend promised Obama's black supporters would abandon him, saying uh, he disappointed us, and now we'll not give him a pass because he's black. Reverend, Reverend Owens denied that the civil rights movement was comparable to the gay rights movement, saying we were denied the dignity of another person and to have the American dream. They enjoy the privileges that we were fighting for. Reverend Owens also claimed President Bush gave him more respect than President Obama, saying there were many things we disagreed with President Bush on, but uh, he gave us the respect to hear us, and not only hear us, but act on many of those requests. And I've said many times that Obama has taken the black vote for granted. He's taken black clergy for granted. Now, so what's going to happen to this black pastor? Well, I'm, I'm, I fear for uh, I fear for Reverend Owen's life right now. It appears that uh, in the picture here, he's in Chicago at the O'Hare Airport. I'm a Chicago native. I recognize the airport. So uh, if if uh, if the CEO of uh, of Chick Fil A uh, can be uh, vilified and his company threatened and the the employment and livelihood of those who work for his company threatened, then what's going to happen to poor here uh, Reverend Owens? Because he just called out Obama himself. He called Obama out. He said that the president, he doesn't agree with the president in terms of gay marriage and that black voters are going to abandon the president, which I don't think is going to happen actually. So are, are, are gays and that clown you just heard a few minutes ago on the radio program, are they going to picket uh, the pastor's church and his house? Maybe we should get some chicken from the, uh, from the pastor. Maybe we should attend his church. We have a call on the line. We'll take our call. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Oh, Doc, you just inspired me to say something I think needs to be said. Hey, Sarge is back. Sarge, good to hear from you, man. What's going on? Man, you didn't inspire me, man. I've thought about this long and hard. Mm-hmm. And you've been a man of letters. I know you're up on your Herman Melville. And I know yeah. you're familiar with Billy Budd. And the question I would ask is, I call it the Billy Budd effect. What's behind the hatred of Chickaville? It's the Billy Bud effect. Now, we're dealing with um, these cultural Marxists. They are manifestly evil. Now, I'm talking about the ones who are the activist element. They are the evil. Now, there are many useful idiots they employ to realize the evil. But yeah. they are evil. I mean, I, I'm just flat out going to say it. I think it's the most evil uh, force we have seen since the fall of the Soviet Union or the fall of fascism and Nazi Germany. They are manifestly evil. Now, you don't have to agree with me, but that's my belief. Now, I think it, the whole, this whole thing with Chickafield reveals much about the left. Uh, the antip- uh, while the antip- antipathy that we have for the homosexual activist agenda reveals really nothing about uh, uh, us, because ours, I think, is a normal reaction to deceit and culturally degenerate affront. Yeah. Now, if you recall your Melville, you will know that Billy Budd was a figure of good whose very presence antagonized the first mate who persecuted Billy Budd unmercifully. Now, the mate was driven to do this because the mate 
was a figure of evil. He did this unconsciously. The meat had his demons. So it is with the cultural Marxists left in America today. They are driven to a visceral hatred of people like Dan Cathy and, yeah, Sarah Palin, because Sarah Palin was a 21st century figure of Billy Blood. Billy Blood, and, and to some extent, Dan Cathy. Now, Sarah Palin committed an unforgivable affront. She knowingly carried a mongoloid infant to term. You can't forgive this in the left's eyes. This is the ultimate reproach to the entire belief system of the left, along with saying you believe in Christian, well, in fact, most of the world's vision of, of, of traditional marriage. I don't care what religion it is, but particularly the Christian religion. And people like Dan Cap and Sarah Palin don't even have to open their mouths. They're hated with a cold and unremitting fury because of their belief system. Indeed. That's why, why, why I say that the left hates them, uh, uh, not just what they say or how they appear, but for who they are. The left must always react as evil always reacts in the presence of good. Like the second mate in Billy Bird, they must persecute Dan Cathy and people like Sarah Palin. They don't even know why. I'm talking about no. most of them being driven by the uh, uh, leaders of their movement because they are manifestly evil, and they have to react this way for the presence of good. We are facing evil like we have never faced before in a public way. Never in the history of this nation. Yeah, right, and it's all done, and it's all done, uh, Sarge, in the name of the greater good for the American people. You know, they, they justify it by saying that, you know, we're doing what's right for the American people. We're doing what the American people deserve, what they want, what they need. When they when they when they when they make the state the statements the statements that they make or or, or, or speak to the policies that they uh, that they enjoy uh, that they enjoy putting upon us, they say that they're doing it for whom? The American people. Who who are these people? I mean, there, it, it just uh, you know it, it, it's a, it's so annoying to hear them, you know, say that you know what they're doing, how they're doing it, what you know, the ends justify the means because they're getting things done for the American people. That to me is 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 is, uh, is classic. It's a it's classic craziness. Yeah, I, I, I give another example of, of this. You know, now this is big in this is talking the news, ABC News. <laughs> posted an article about a same-sex couple, two lesbians, that invited uh, Dan Cathy to dinner. Now, you know, I, and I, I might accept you. I mean, I may or may not accept it if it was me, accept the invitation to dinner. It depends, on what, I, they're, it, it depends on what they're serving. Well, yeah, but I invite them to church. Yeah. Okay? Uh, and, and, you know, it, it's pointless, really, because if Dan Cathy is a Christian, and he's committed to Christian beliefs, He's not going to change the position on homosexuality. He doesn't have that option. If he's really a Christian, it's not a matter of persuading Mr. Cathy to change his mind. If he's really a Christian, because he believes God's word says that homosexuality, and particularly homosexual marriage, is wrong. Now, if he's not a Christian, he can Hegelian dialect his way to some sort of uh, synthesis about it. But then he wouldn't really be a Christian, would he? Exactly. I mean, it's amazing that you know the relativism of the left and, well, and what they do with what they say. I mean, these people, these people are fanatical in their positions, but they don't expect us to have firmly rooted beliefs in ours. They're, close. They're really quite close. Look, we're in a culture war. It's a fight. Anybody who doesn't think it is is just kidding themselves. 
there are people who we just have simply irreconcilable beliefs, and one system must prevail over the other. They are not. There will be no Hegelian synthesis about this. There cannot be. There better not be, because you know a synthesis is just an intermediate step to them getting what they want. That's well, why. You're, you're exactly right, Sarge. I ain't for civil unions either. I say if homosexual couples wish to ensure, you know, these things that they claim marriage will give them, let them make contracts. They can make contracts. All the contracts yeah. they want. I would not begin to try to attempt to stop them in the desire to make contracts. But I recognize civil unions for what it is. It's a synthetic synthesis on the way to them achieving their goals. If you'll notice, their goals are getting more closer than ours are. They are continually weakening, weakening the structures that we believe in, continuously. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, I find that this uh, this uh, this this mantra of tolerance only only goes one way, Sarge. It only goes one way. Either you agree with 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 their point of view, with their philosophy, with their political outlook or social outlook, then you know you're being tolerant. But if you disagree, then somehow you're intolerant. You're a bigot. You're a racist. If you don't agree with their point of view, but then the same breath, they'll still pe- preach tolerance. Now I would go, I would go, I would, I would, I would, I would, I would take the dinner offer and I would go and I would simply explain. That I, I, I would explain my belief system. Okay, so that's what I believe. W- let it go. Yeah, and then I, like I said, I invite them to church. Yeah, like there's a Christian explanation of uh, the understanding of what constitutes a man. You know, a man and woman cleave to each other and become one flesh. You know, I, and that is our under that. Well, I'm not particularly religious, but that is a Christian. Understanding of of uh, you know one man one woman uh, uh, marriage that's yeah. of, at least of heterosexual right whether it's polygamous or whatever it is it's still men and women or some variation thereof yeah. always men and women never same sex ever ever under any religious understanding I'm aware of uh, in Christianity up until well fifty sixty years ago never has been such an understanding. And, uh, you know, but yet still we're supposed to accept that all this brave new world they want to thrust us into. You know, I, I tell you, uh, uh, you know, and unfortunately much of our leadership is so damn weak-kneed and wishy-washy and fuckified. Yep. I don't know why, you know, we have to disregard them and simply bypass them because they're going, like I said, they're going to incrementally put us into the position of accepting same-sex marriage. Hell, I'm trying to reclaim the word gay. Well, yeah, and as I pointed out in the Gilbert O'Sullivan song earlier, uh, earlier in the broadcast, that uh, he doesn't even use the word "gay" in the song anymore. But back in the in the seventies, when the song came out, gay was liberally used. Now, gay, gay, the word "gay" has been co-opted. You know, it's no longer n- no longer means what it what it once meant. You know, it it just meant happy. You know, but now that's celebratory and then happy. You know, oh, the big bestseller in the 1940s, our hearts were young and gay. Who the yeah. hell can use that word without self-conscious irony anymore? Yeah, you can't, you can't, say, you can't sing the song anymore. Yeah. 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 I mean, everything about the culture of Marxist left really irritates me. Their conceits, their uh, illogic, their irrationality, 
their fascism, their jackboot fascism. I despise these people. I'm ready for a fight. I really am. Well, I'll tell you, know, you what. I, I, you know, I hate to sound so antagonistic. And I'm not talking about, you know, I'm, talk, I'm talking about the activists, the cultural Marxists, yeah. the people who want to change our civilization and our culture and do it in a manner that isn't in accordance with the will of the people, but through extortion, intimidation, lies, deceit, and tyranny, they want to change. You know, what, what, and I, I couldn't agree more, Sarge. What I see happening here is, you know, the, what, what occurred um, shortly before, and by shortly I mean just maybe a decade or so, before the fall of a lot of great empires where we have a, a an erosion of moral values uh, uh we have an immoral, an erosion of our economic stability uh these things happen with Rome you know, they happen with France with the French revolution they happen with uh with the English with the Scots all all over the world throughout our history these uh the great fall of the great empires began they began with an erosion of uh, morality, our moral value, the family system, the backbone of every civilization was broken down, and these great empires that that was we it, we can trace this throughout history. We can trace the beginning of the decline of the these once great and powerful nations to the decline in moral values and uh, when those standards break down, everything's at play. Everything is acceptable, no matter what. It's all good. We started, you know, we started this decline with little, with, with little things like commercials, like just do it, or do whatever you feel. It wasn't, it wasn't thinking anymore. It wasn't about thinking. It wasn't about philosophical uh, introspection and reflection. It was about just do whatever you feel. If you feel like doing it, do it. You know, and 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 this is how it begins. And you know what? I'm 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 heartened by the fact that uh, you know a lot of Americans are standing up uh, for the Chick Fil A uh, enterprise. Uh, a lot of Americans are fighting back against uh, President Obama and his gay marriage initiatives. A lot of black cl- black cl- clergy, like the um, like the Reverend I just spoke uh, spoke about. You know, um. We we have the means to fight back against this, and a lot of folks are standing up. Mike Huckabee uh, put this whole thing into play without any, you know, uh, Chick Fil A didn't ask for this. They didn't ask for any help. They didn't they didn't solicit anything. Uh, Americans are just simply coming out and standing up for traditional family values and freedom of speech and free enterprise, which I find you know I I, I think that's a good thing. Because this, we may not be able to halt what's going on, this culture erosion, this moral erosion of our great country. We may not be able to stop it, but we can slow it down enough to give people pause to, to consider what's happening to this country. This Chickafield thing is one of the greatest things I've witnessed in the culture war. Oh, I don't know, maybe in the last 10 years. Maybe to get some heart, these punkified chumps who claim to be our leaders. leaders. Yeah. And let us see that there's a solid core of people who are simply sick and tired of the almost unopposed uh, uh, idiocy of the cultural Marxist left. And it's like this couple, again, I refer back to this couple who invited Dan Cathy again, and they actually said, if only you would meet us and dine with us and meet our children, 
we know we could stop you from hating us. Now, yeah. Jack Kathy has expressed no, no indications of hate for these women. He believes what you're doing is wrong. He hasn't forbidden you to frequent his facilities or told you to stop living together. He hasn't even called them bad people. He hasn't said that he hates or dislikes anybody. Right. He supports marriage and bonds relationship to one man and one woman. Most Americans in this country do. They do it based on religious principles. And what these people need to do, these people accuse them of hating them, which is typical of the left. They just make things up. Yeah. You know, they need to get over their own bigotry and start working, uh, and then start working on others. No, just worry about your own life. Don't worry about how others live theirs and what their belief system is. If it conflicts with yours. <laughs> That's exactly right. Sarge, we, we have we have somebody else on the line here. We have another caller. Caller, you're on with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hello. Oh, I knew it was you. How did I know it was you, Mays? I don't know why you know it was me. How you doing? I'm doing just marvelous. Hello, Sarge. Hello, Mays. How are you, madam? I'm just marvelous. As so always. You, what do you think about the Chick-fil-A thing, uh, Mays? I don't think nothing about it because I'm not going nowhere Huckabee say go. That's the reason why I did not go for Chick-fil-A, because of Huckabee. Now, I know I you love, I, no I suspect that and you love yourself anyway. some chicken. You love chicken, and I... Don't I have to, and another way, I don't have to go buy Chick-fil-A chicken when I can do my own. Well, I'll bet you do cook up a mean dish, though. You, you do got some soul food happening this weekend? What do you got mm-hmm. going on? Collards? So some... I, I cook some crab, and I cook some mm-hmm. fish, and I cook some mm-hmm. shrimp. Okay, so but hey, good enough for you. That, that's uh, where where you stay, where you live now. Don't worry about it. Okay, all right. And, uh, so I'm the sorry. reason I uh, call, mm-hmm. uh, 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 the Christian people confuse me. They In what way? Me. When they said so- they're Christian, and I asked them a question that was Christ a Christian, and he wasn't. So I'm saying like, so why you want to be like Christian, and not Christ? That's what they get with the Bible thumping. They get mixed up in there when they want to talk about Peter, John, and Paul. But they never discuss his commandments. Those are the only thing he left for us. Well, what does this have to do with the topic? Well, we don't follow his commandments. So if we all follow his commandments, there would be no gay people, and there would be nobody committing sin at all. That's the way I see it. Okay. Uh, Sarge, any any response? That's why I can't condemn nobody else for the sins that they do, because I am not Christ. Hold on, Mace. His commandments came from the Old Testament. That's what I believe in, is Old Testament. I got a 1948 Bible. Laws. Go ahead, Sarge. Uh, Mays likes to talk over folks. Yeah, like I said, uh, you know, uh, uh, the the, the uh, Ten Commandments came from the Old Testament, and Jesus Christ, when he came, he said he didn't come to change any of the laws. So Leviticus still stands in the New Testament. I'm saying he said, let no man change his laws. So a man changed his law. That means they've changed the Old Testament and came in with the New. Well, let me ask you a question. is the Old Testament, so that's I why I'm saying Christian people. I, I, I understand, Maze, you don't want to support Chick-fil-A. Fine, you don't have to. I didn't no, say I didn't. I have a friend I, that has a Chick-fil-A. You, what about the issue? The people who came out Chick-fil-A wanted to express their appreciation to Dan Cathy for his support of traditional marriage between one man and one woman as defined by the vast majority, 48 states, of this great union. Now, my friend has my friend has a fr- my that. friend has a franchise to 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 Chick Fil A. I don't eat at Chick Fil A. So I wasn't going to do it because Huckabee wanted people to do it. All right, forget Huckabee. What do you think about forget Huckabee? That idiot doesn't exist. 
What about the idea of people supporting someone who stands up for traditional marriage, one they man not, from a Christian base? This is what why I feel about it. Do not, they do not stand up for God's law. They come fighting for Christianity law, for Christian law. And that's no law because he left no law for no Christian well, well, because he was well, not a Christian. Well, so that's I why I don't follow religion that supports homosexual marriage. Name one major religion that does. Islam certainly doesn't. They they don't support adultery either, but they had they do it. Right, well, well, None yeah. of the laws that are broken. That's what I'm saying. The position of the religion. I'm not talking so, about. That's what I'm saying is they if they follow his law. You talking about the Old Testament? That's priest made. We got priests that fail too. That's not the position. That's why you got you got priests sleeping with boys. Okay. What do you think? Look, stop evading the issue. What do you no, no, think? No, no, I'm asking you a question. You got priests sleeping with this support person who expresses support for traditional marriage. Sorry. What do you think about that? You have priests sleeping with boys. Oh They're my goodness. Okay, oh, Maze. Am I Maze. right or wrong? Maze isn't gonna. May hold up. You, you're. Yeah, Maze doesn't want to answer. She's she's stuck on uh, 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 priests sleeping with boys. I don't no, know why. No, 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 I'm not stuck on that. I said that if you were following his law, none of these things would be going on in this world. According to Maze, hypocrites invalidate yeah. the entire, entire religious system. There's no religious system because there's hypocrites around. Yeah. That's right. And they, in the name of Christians, in the name no, of Christians, that's what I'm saying. They are hypocrites. But I don't follow them because I'm not a Christian. This is a hallmark of liberalism. I'm not, I'm not a liberal either. I don't bear names. Ask my name is the name that my mother gave me. When I, I was answer born. the question. That's the only name that I have. Ask the question. question about a general principle. I will answer it every time. Then I'll go on to elaborate. But I notice folks like you will not answer a direct question. You ain't asked me no question. I did. I said. What was the question you asked me? I did. Ask me again, and I will give you an answer. I'm uh, okay. Let me re- let me go again. Are you listening? Yes. Okay. I want to know, what do you think of the hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people who came out today or yesterday to support the chief executive officer of the Chick-fil-A franchise for his support for the traditional notion of marriage? What do you think that signifies? Nothing. To me, it don't signify nothing. All right. I was not there and wasn't playing a part in it. Okay. All right, we got 90 seconds to go, folks. We're going to have to close this one out. Uh, thanks for the call, Sarge. I certainly appreciate it. And, of course, you, Mays, thank you so yeah, much. Have a good evening. We got one minute and 22 seconds. We need seconds. to finish this conversation. Yes, we do, and we'll do so. Talk about the center that I always want to point the mirror at. That, that's right. Monday, yes. we will finish this conversation Monday night, or Sarge will probably bring it up again tonight, right, Sarge? Could you bring it up tonight? Yeah, I think it's a good thing to bring up, that's for sure. This it sure is. Cool. Uh, 11.30 tonight, conservative prime time. Be there, be there, be square. Good night, folks. God bless you. Uh, hello, Mr. President. This is Jimmy Carter. Uh, how'd you get my number? Uh, the vice president gave it to me. Oh. Well, I just learned right. your poll numbers are lower now than mine were at the same point in my administration. But I want to encourage you to press on, just like I did. Remember, today is the first day of the rest of your presidency. Why, in three years, this terrible moment will be forgotten by the American people. Uh, really? Absolutely. By then, you'll have runaway inflation, double-digit interest rates, and a crazy Ayatollah you can't appease no matter what you do. Uh, thanks for cheering me up, Jimmy. And another thing about the Iranians.
Wonderful world. 